This is the best, 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 best practices in education and Odyssey School podcast. Let's fly away in a cloud. This podcast aims to offer professional resources, practical tools, and inspiring conversations to teachers and parents in their quest for excellent education. And the trees are rainbow, and you'll see the corn every now and then because that's not weird at all. Welcome to Episode 9 of Best Practices, an Odyssey School podcast. I'm Corey Adams, and I'll be your host today. I'm happy to be in the studio with Alex Aren, our middle school science teacher. Alex worked on farms in Italy, grew hydroponics in Oklahoma, provided logistics for Outward Bound, and paddled 500 miles around the Delmarva Peninsula collecting water quality data for local classrooms. She's a proud graduate from the College of Natural Resources at Virginia Tech and received her general science teaching certification through the Washington, D.C. Teaching Fellows. Having taught in a variety of classrooms since 2010, from outdoor ed on work boats to public schools in the inner city, Alex is continuing to learn and develop engaging hands-on science curriculum for her students. Welcome, Alex. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so I want to just start by having you share what led you to explore the topic of self-care for teachers. Yeah, um, I believe teachers are some of the most important people in our world. Um, I believe sometimes we are not as valued as such in society, and so we must take it on as our own duty to take care of ourselves so that we can continue to give and love and nurture our students. Um, So in addition to being a teacher, I'm a mentor, a coach, a nurse. I often advise. I'm a counselor. Um, I am a constant janitor from my classroom and our hallways. I'm a mediator, an event planner. Um, I coordinate logistics with parents and students and am constantly giving so much to these people that I love. Yeah, the list goes on and on. Just a lot of hats that our teachers wear. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about, in your best practice, your first year experience as a teacher and what you saw in the educational environment around you. And I think there are some common elements for folks, but I'd like you to share a little about your personal story here. Yeah. So uh, my first year teaching, I got hired at a public charter school in Washington, D.C., um, and I was really excited to get the job. I had an awesome team, and with by the time... November rolled around. Um, Our principal had quit and was never replaced. We had 17 teachers throughout the rest of the year either quit or were fired. So in addition to being the 7-8 science teacher and advisor, I was also a kindergarten sub. I had to tutor for 5-6. I was a third grade math teacher. Um, All things that as a first year teacher were completely overwhelming. Um, So this led to me by spring break ordering a ticket to go to Italy, (laughs) putting my hands in the soil, woofing around the country, um, and refinding my soul because I hadn't had time to take care of um, my relationships, myself, my animals. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. then how did you get back to teaching from there? So um, having my hands in the soil every day was really good for my soul, but there were always little kids running around in Italy that um, I was just drawn to. I know at my core, I'm a teacher. My mom was a teacher. I love working with middle schoolers specifically because they're at this golden age of choice and becoming these really wonderful human beings, and I want to help guide them on that path. 
Yeah, so you're back as a teacher. You love the grade level that you're in particularly, but I'm curious why, or I think I can guess, but I think it's great to just explore a little why you see self-care right now as an essential skill. Yeah, so I used to work at a therapeutic boarding school as well. Um, And one of the pictures that is so clearly imprinted in my brain is you can't pour from an empty cup. Um, Those kids in particular had a whole lot of things that they needed a whole lot of attention and energy to just maintain normalcy. Um, And I really learned very quickly at that place that um, if I don't take care of myself, I can't show up and be my best version to mentor. Um, And I think these lessons still hold true no matter what school I've been at. If I don't take care of myself in the various ways that I do, um, I just cannot be my best. And the kids deserve more than that. So I'm curious what filling up your cup looks like for you. Well, I have some amazing Huskies at home and a new kitten and wonderful husband. So spending quality time with them. Um, I love, I actually just got an app where I'm spending like 15 minutes just doing a little bit more exercise, which um, is one of the first things to go for me when I'm feeling stressed, but really help. Uh, I really love playing. I love playing with my animals, but I also love playing outside. Um, so that can look like a float down the river or playing in the leaves. Um, sure. Yeah, I like to get energy out and fresh air in. Do you take that same strategy with students? I'm just curious. So find moments to play with them. Oh, absolutely. I love my class to be a joyful place. I want them to come and feel safe here um, and have fun doing it. And then especially with science, there's so many opportunities to, to have some fun. Yeah. So what are a few ways that we could give teachers who are out there listening um, a chance to make change in their lives regarding their own self-care? Well, I think one of the most important things is remembering that what is self-care for someone else might not work for you. Um, I know Asheville is a huge yoga city. I used to love yoga, and now it's come to this place where it feels more stressful to get there and to do it than to actually be in the moment. Um, So I have found different strategies to work for me. So to remember that if um, it brings you stress, it is not self-care. Other secret strategies is my candy drawer and my desk. Unfortunately, (laughs) everybody knows about it now. (laughs) But uh, that's a nice little thing that I can do for myself if I'm having one of those moments where I just need to refocus it (laughs) and get a treat yeah treats are good too yeah yeah absolutely remembering to spoil ourselves sometimes too Um, because I think as adults and mentors and teachers and parents it's really easy to forget that we're human and we need to also fill our souls Um, so I'm trying to schedule like a massage once a month also to like get that stress out and to give myself that treat that really makes a difference for me yeah So, Corey, what do you do to take care of yourself? I do a lot of different things. I have morning practices that help me center. So that might be 10 minutes of yoga. More recently, I have been meditating in the morning Mm -hmm. for half an hour. And that that I revert back to when there's a lot of stress present or I feel like I need an extra boost um, staying focused. And then I also write. I love to do creative pursuits and I love dance. That's awesome. I think really um, finding those things that inspire you are, for me, are, it's the best way to keep me uh, feeling full. Yeah, me too. I, I definitely find that when I stop doing those things is a good sign that I need to make a change. Yeah, absolutely. So you had mentioned another really important part of self-care that we haven't gotten to, and that's setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. So 
I'd love to hear your thoughts about that um, now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I believe that when we are done with school for the day and the weekend, um, there are three things that we have to do. First, we have to turn off our phones. Um, we have to stop checking our emails and listening to those responses. We have to acknowledge when we are done with the day and entering into the other part of our life, that is our families or our homes. Um, I believe it's really important to say no. Um, I come from a family of women who just say yes, like, yes, we will help. Yes, I will sew 15 costumes for you. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I That is my own personal challenge this year is learning when to say, actually, that's something that you can handle, um, which thank, thank you to you, too, <laughs> for helping me learn that skill. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, I love to set time limits. Um, I will come to school early almost every single day, um, and I am trying to say I cannot stay at school past this certain point so that I can keep that healthy boundary um, and balance between my lives. Other types of boundaries that are important to consider are our emotional boundaries. Some people have a tendency to come in and dump a bunch of emotional energy on you and then leave. (laughs) Um, I can find that extremely draining. Um, Material boundaries. Um, so making sure that anything that you've brought, because these classrooms are our spaces, these are our second homes, um, making sure that your stuff is taken care of and that people are respecting your spaces just as much as they are respecting you. Physical boundaries, um, proximity, basic things like that. Um, mental boundaries are the freedom to have our own thoughts and beliefs and values and to be able to express them to each other. And then last but not least, um, time and energy boundaries. So I really value when people are on time for appointments that they have with me. I really value spending quality time with people. So if it's rushed or if someone's on their phone the whole time or it's not authentic, um, it feels like a waste of time to me. Um, And I have so much on my plate. um, I'm really having to prioritize who's going to be authentic with me and where I I need to put my energy. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any last minute wisdom that you would be willing to share with folks? So this is a challenge I have given to all of my coworkers here at school. Um, and it's to find a way to take care of yourself by doing one thing that is purely for you each day. And that can be taking five minutes. That can be taking an extra walk down the hallway. That can be watching one funny video that brightens your soul. Um, But finding that thing, taking note of that thing, um, and then scheduling time to do another thing for yourself in the future. So that's my challenge to all the listeners we have today, too, is to find the thing that fills your cup. I love it. I love that challenge. Thank you for sharing your strategies and thoughts around self-care, Alex. It was great. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. So if you're doing the challenge, please leave us a comment on the podcast to share how you fill your cup and join us next week for another exciting conversation on best practices. This has been Best Practices in Education, an Odyssey School podcast. It was recorded here in our music studio in Asheville, North Carolina at Odyssey School, engineered by our music director, River Gargarian, and the original theme music was created by the Misfits of Cragberry, an Odyssey student band. Let's fly away in a cloud.
weird at all. Oh, wait, we're rolling. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, okay. And now I have to remember what I say. I say... Yeah. Um, so this is a challenge I gave to my teachers. Uh, my peer... No, crap. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are they called? Uh, co-workers. There we go. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Can we back up?